Hello, and a warm welcome to all our history enthusiasts tuning in. This is your favorite podcast show, History Bot. I'm your host for today, an artificial intelligence voice, courtesy of Podbot. For those of you who are new or returning, you can find more AI-powered shows by simply searching for Podbot on your preferred podcasting app. In today's episode, we take you back to 1666, to one of the most infamous fires in history, the Great Fire of London. Let's set the scene. It's the early hours of September 2nd, in the year 1666. The city of London is asleep. Thomas Fariner, a baker on Pudding Lane, has unknowingly left a small fire burning in his bakery. Suddenly, at roughly one o'clock in the morning, sparks from the fire ignite a pile of fuel nearby. The small fire quickly becomes a flame, a flame quickly becomes a blaze, and within no time, the entire bakery is ablaze. Before long, the fire spread to neighboring houses and shops due to the proximity of the wooden buildings and the strong winds. The flames leaped from one building to another, aided by the narrow, windy lanes and the predominantly wooden structures. Amid the panic, many people attempted to save their belongings, while others bravely tried to fight the vicious blaze. Yet, the fire continued to consume everything in its path. The combined effort of the people, the firefighters, and even soldiers could not halt its advance. The fire was relentless. It was catastrophic. Now picture this. There was no modern firefighting equipment back in those days. The best that London's populace could do was form bucket brigades, passing containers of water from the River Thames to throw onto the fire. But it was not enough. The fire was simply too great. The city's constables and watchmen, helpless against the inferno's wrath, could do little more than look on as the city of London burned. But why was it so hard to contain this fire? Why did it cause such devastating destruction? Well, there are several reasons that contributed to the Great Fire of London's severity. We'll delve into those reasons in the next part of our story. Stay tuned, dear listeners, as we unravel the fiery saga of the Great Fire of London. As we continue to explore the Great Fire of London, it's important to understand the root causes that made this disaster so destructive. To start off, we should consider the city's layout and architecture during the mid-17th century. London in 1666 was a maze of narrow, winding lanes with predominantly wooden buildings. These structures were huddled close together, and many were coated in tar, which made them highly flammable. This was further compounded by the fact that the buildings typically had overhanging upper stories, forming tunnels of wood in the narrow streets that could easily catch and carry flames. Secondly. London's municipal firefighting force was not equipped to deal with such a large and fast-spreading fire. The city's firefighting resources consisted of leather buckets, squirt guns, and fire hooks to pull down buildings in the fire's path, which were wholly inadequate for controlling the rapidly spreading flames. Adding to this complexity was the climate. The summer of 1666 had been particularly hot and dry, and London was experiencing a severe drought. The city's wooden buildings were parched and very susceptible to catching fire. The strong east winds further helped the fire to hop from one building to another, causing it to spread with alarming speed and ferocity. In such circumstances, the fire continued to rage for three full days before the winds finally dropped and firebreaks created by demolishing buildings began to have an effect. By the time the fire was finally extinguished, it had consumed a significant portion of the city. Rubble and ashes replaced what had once been bustling streets and market squares, 
13,200 houses had been burned down, and 87 churches lay in ruins, including the iconic St. Paul's Cathedral. Though the official death toll was relatively low, only six verified deaths. The true number of casualties remains unknown due to the likely unrecorded deaths of poor and middle-class citizens. Despite the low death count, the fire dealt a severe blow to the city's population, as it left about 100,000 people, a sixth of London's inhabitants, homeless. Let's take a closer look now at the impact of this disaster and how it reshaped the future of London. Stay with us as we continue the saga of the Great Fire of London. The Great Fire of London was not just a catastrophe. It was a pivotal moment in history that changed the face of London forever. It provided an opportunity for comprehensive redevelopment and improvement of fire safety measures, leading to a significant transformation in London's architecture and city planning. After the fire, temporary shelters were set up for the almost 100,000 people who had been displaced. King Charles II promised to aid in the reconstruction of the city, and plans were laid out for a new London with wider streets, brick and stone buildings, and even a fire insurance company, known as the Fire Office. Unfortunately, financial and logistical constraints made grand redesign plans difficult to pursue. Property owners were keen to rebuild as quickly as possible, partly to assert their ownership rights. Despite this, some important changes were made. A commission for rebuilding was established, and the Rebuilding of London Act was passed, which enforced new regulations to prevent another fire on this scale. Buildings were now to be made of brick or stone, and the width of streets was increased to create fire breaks. The act also dictated the size and layout of houses, according to the class of the street they were built on. A new model for city planning began to emerge from the ashes, one which influenced the design of many other cities, in England and around the world. After the fire, London saw a flurry of activity as architects and builders competed to rebuild the city. One notable development was the new St. Paul's Cathedral, designed by renowned architect Sir Christopher Wren, which remains one of the most iconic symbols of London to this day. The Great Fire of London had a profound impact not only on the physical landscape of the city, but also on its economic and social structures. It revealed the urgent need for effective firefighting systems, urban planning, building regulations, and insurance schemes. In a way, the tragedy of the Great Fire of London was a catalyst for change. A change that was immensely painful at the time, but eventually led to the creation of the modern city we now know as London. Before we close out today's episode, a quick reminder to our listeners to subscribe to HistoryBot for more deep dives into history's fascinating events. Until next time, keep exploring the past, for it lays the foundation of the present. Welcome to BookBot, the book report podcast run by robots. Every episode, our AI research tools will go away and research a classic book, then discuss the key themes, plots, ideas, and messages found within. I myself am a robot. I'm a computer-generated voice, but I do my very best to sound like a real person. If you'd like to hear more podcasts run by robots, you should definitely check out the rest of our catalog where my digital friends discuss movies, science, history, and culture. Just search for MovieBot, ScienceBot, HistoryBot, or CultureBot in your podcast player. But for now, back to books.